friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. And I'm his wife, Natalie. <laughs> how are you doing, Natalie? Wife, Natalie. Uh, I'm cold. I'm freezing cold. Yeah, it's I've been... 50 uh, degrees out, but it feels like 30. Um, well, that's... A, yeah, I mean, we know that... Uh, we don't do well. 50 with degrees in Los Angeles is colder yes. than 20 degrees in Chicago. Yes. Having lived both places, I can attest to that. Yes. But it's especially cold in our home. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't have heat. I've been telling everyone this story because I'm oh, still so infuriated by it. I haven't told a person, but let's tell our okay. friends and mothers. Okay. So <laughs> about a week ago, our neighbor knocked on the door and she was like very nice and nervous, but she was, she like, Wanted to let us know that when our heater kicks on, we have central heating here, which is a luxury I haven't had since, like, right. freshman year of college when yeah. I lived in the dorms. Um, we have central heating, and she said wanted to know when the—we share a wall. We're in a townhouse, so she wanted to know—wanted us to know that when the heater kicks on, she can—it's very loud. And it rattles, and it's— In, in, in her uh, bedroom and bathroom. And so we thought we'd do the nice thing and uh, get someone to come out and just— Look at it. Just look and see. Maybe tighten a screw yeah, here. See what we could do. Yeah, level we're, something. We're still new homeowners, yeah. so our home is still under warranty. This is something I didn't know. When you buy a home, you get like a one-year warranty, right. or whatever. From the like, if you sell a home, I guess you have to but pay for a one-year warranty. But it's extremely limited. It's bullshit. It hasn't helped total, ever. Total bullshit. So we so we called our warranty, and they were like, "Sure, we'll send someone out. It'll cost you seventy-five dollars." And they told us at least this time they told us up front, like, "Your heater works. We're probably not going to." Our warranty is probably not going to cover any fixes. But I was and like, you said, know what? Ah, it's it's worth, worth it because yeah. we just want to know if this is fixable because we want to be good neighbors. Yeah. So this dude comes over, spends an hour banging and clanking around. On our roof. Tracking mud on our bathroom floor. Yeah. And finally he's like, okay, you're going to need to replace the compressor. It works, but that's what's going to need to be done to yeah. stop everything's the noise. Everything's fine. Freon yeah. is fine. Everything's good. Yeah. So then he's like goes down to his truck to fill out the 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 um work order. The invoice, yeah, yeah. And Natalie notices like, hey, the heat's on, but this is not hot air. It's not even warm air. It's essentially cold air because it's cold outside. So I go down and I tell him, like, hey, the heater's not blowing hot anymore. Two more hours. He's banging and clanking around. He fucking broke our heater. He broke our heater completely. And he couldn't figure out what he did or how to fix it. And of course, he won't admit that he broke it. Yeah. But he broke it. He doesn't even acknowledge that he's the, like, culprit. Like, there's no, like, it was working fine yeah. before. Yeah. As we were just trying to be as, nice. And now we don't have any, any fucking heat at all. Yeah. I'm so, still so mad about this. We have no heat. And there was zero accountability. He's like, well, you know, I made the mistake of not testing you know, I, I believe you, of course, but I didn't test it before. So how am, I didn't do anything that would impact the heat. I'm like, right before you got here, the heat was working fine. You yeah. went up there for three hours and now it's not. So yeah, what he, could I mean? So we're waiting for someone else from this company to come out tomorrow. But we don't know. Are they going to like, we don't know what they're going to do. And I gonna, don't think we have any recourse because it's just like. There's Our no word guarantee his. that it was working fine before him. So he's going to say he didn't do anything that it would impact the heater. Yeah. So we ended up having to, like, pay to replace our entire yeah, heating this is when we happens. were just, like, trying to be... You're trying to be nice. Trying to be good neighbors. And now it's freezing cold in here. And we have space heaters going, and they're not doing the job. Yeah. And I know people in, like, other parts of the country and world are saying, you just said it was only 50 degrees, which is it's below 50. 
but like how can you say it's freezing and like if you if you live in a place where it is cold a lot buildings are built to keep the cold out buildings in los angeles are not built to keep the cold out so when it gets into as low as the mid 50s every place is fucking drafty and it's miserable yeah (laughs) that's why i say it's colder la is colder at 50 degrees than i have been in 20 20 degree weather degree weather in st louis or chicago or boise or or park city or all the places that i so i'm drinking tea constantly i'm shivering with blankets but it's just the the gist of the story it boils down to like we were just trying to be nice mm-hmm. and these motherfuckers came and broke our heater and now we don't have to fucking do about here's it. Here's an idea that I just had. Notice the explicit tag on your podcast because I keep saying fuck. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm so um, mad. I just had an idea. If they say that the heater wasn't working before, I can show them our gas bill. Yeah. That could be some leverage, right? Maybe. I don't know. Call to action, listeners. Call does that action. make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> if we show them our gas bill, would it be obvious that our heat was working just fine before? I'm so mad. Like, I just. <laughs> yeah, this guy was rude on top of it, too. He wasn't friendly. It was not he very was rude. personable. He, like, stomped around, tracked mud all over, didn't apologize. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand, like, you're on the roof, you're going to get mud, but, like,. And it's just been raining lately. I understand the roof's probably filthy, but yeah. Yeah. At least say say something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a, um, this is a podcast this where is new a, homeowners complain about... This is a grape, grape fest. Yeah, this is not... <laughs> this is not Festivus. We're not airing our grievances. Yeah. Um, uh... No, this is a podcast in which we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother every week, and and you know we're watching them concurrently. We we compare, we we contrast, we we do all all of those sorts of things. Um, now this week we are in season four, episode seven of both shows. Uh, season four, episode seven of Friends is called the one where Chandler crosses the line. Uh, in season four, episode seven of How I Met Your Mother is, I'm going to say, called Not a Father's Day. Not a Father's Day. Not a Father's Day. That's what it's called. Um, but we're going to put a pin in Not a Father's Day. We're going to start with the one where Chandler crosses the line. Uh, so we start in Monica and Rachel's apartment. We're not starting at the park. We're starting at Monica and Rachel's. Um, Chandler comes over. He's all uh, freaked out because he accidentally saw Kathy Paget Brewster naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, in he he walked into their bathroom. I guess she had stayed the night. It was bathing or something, and he walked in on her, and he's like freaking out because he's like he was com- already way- he, he's in love with her. Yeah. And he was, uh, uh, now he sees that her body doesn't have any boils on it, which was something he had, like, <laughs> told him, like, comforted himself, like, hey, for all I know, she's covered in boils. Yeah. Turns out, no boils. Yeah. It's all smooth. He says something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, there's a funny tag to this because he comes in in his bathrobe, because he was about to get in the shower, I guess, and he sits up on the counter while he's complaining, and then he leaves and we learn that <laughs> the rest of the friends all like saw his package of yeah. his of his robe. Yeah. Um kind of like uh like I Phoebe was dating yeah. uh, in season, a couple seasons ago, whenever yeah. that was. Um 
With the gym shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Chandler's a mess. He's a wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes to the perk and he sees Joey getting some gal's number, getting mm-hmm. getting them digits. Um, but he's not moved on from Kathy. He's yeah. just we're not exclusive. He's still yeah. seeing other people. Chandler got excited with, for a second. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna break up with Kathy," and he's yeah. like, "No." Which I have like. Um, I'm glad the show has because I, we both complained before about how the show treats relationships like these characters are like middle schoolers. Like it's very we're like, immediately like going out because we puritanical. Like, yeah. So the idea that Joey and Kathy are still not exclusive. Yeah. Uh, it feels more realistic and, and grown up. Um, but uh, 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 yeah, Chandler wanted it to mean that that he wasn't interested in Kathy. Uh, meanwhile, Phoebe's having trouble with the song. Ross uh, helps her, and it's an actual, like, she's like, oh, that's a good note or whatever. And it t- we find out that Ross um, had... Fancies himself. He, when he was in, in high school and college, he played the keyboard and, and developed uh, what he referred to as his sound, um, that he wouldn't let anyone else hear. It was all very, like, personal and, and private. Um and um, uh, anyway, this gets talked about enough to the point where Ross eventually agrees to go get his keyboard and come back to Monica and Rachel's and reveal his sound. And there's a very like cute like nervousness where he keeps wanting to like explain, you know, before before playing it. But then he um, uh, he plays it and. Okay, hot take. I know <laughs> the joke is that it's supposed to be unlistenable garbage and Phoebe's the only weirdo who likes it, but I think I'm with Phoebe. Yeah, it was fun. It reminded me of like, um, did you listen to, if you listen to Psychic TV, it was like the band Mm-mm. Genesis Porridge was in like after Throbbing Gristle. I don't no. know if you were into Throb- I don't Throbbing Gristle. I know Throbbing Gristle, I don't know Genesis Porridge. Okay, um, well... Yeah, I guess for a brief time I was kind of into that music. So it kind of reminded me of like Psychic TV or something like that. It okay. was like fun, but... Um, it was just like a series of... Um, animal noises. Yeah. So yeah, it was like experimental. Yeah. Like synthy experimental music yeah. that I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Meanwhile, uh, or I guess maybe the next night uh, or later that night, Chandler's at home watching Baywatch. Kathy pops by. She's supposed to be meeting Joey. Oh, yeah, we find out, or I forgot to mention earlier, we find out that Joey's got two dates. He's seeing this Casey woman for mm-hmm. an early dinner, mm-hmm. and he's going to a late dinner with Kathy. Meanwhile, he just ate an entire pizza himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it reminds me, do you ever watch Cougar Town? I um, never did, but okay. I know Courtney the, Cox is in it. Yeah, but there was an episode... Um, you know who Ian Gomez is, yes. the actor Ian Gomez? Yeah. Um, he's on that show. And there's a Thanksgiving episode where he's talking about, like, Thanksgiving isn't about isn't a binge, it's a marathon. So he, like, eats a turkey burger, like, early in the day to, like, prep his stomach oh. for eating a meat. Eating anyway. for turkey? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway... Um, that's what I thought of with uh, Joey's marathon of all day eating. Um, let's see. Uh, where was I? So anyway, um, Joey's running late. It turns out on the way home from his date with Casey, someone got a flat tire. But I feel like Joey doesn't have a car. Yeah, I was confused by that. But I feel like 
Maybe Casey had a Maybe car. Casey had a car. Or also, I feel like I'll bet one of Joey's sister or his grandma has a car. Let him borrow it for and the he, date? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I was I was writing the whole story in my, in my mind. Okay. Um, so anyway. Uh, Chandler has to kind of lie for him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Cover for him. Um, meanwhile, um, uh, uh, there's a funny thing where Kathy's like, well, what'd you do today? He's like, well, I had an appointment to get my hair cut. And she's like... Oh, it looks great. And he's like, which got canceled. <laughs> uh, but then she says, uh, she'll cut his hair. And so um, she does cut his hair. And it's, sorry, very... Um, Erotic? Charged? Sensual? Very yeah. charged? Did well, this look, remind you of Yeah, you our, cut my hair every two weeks. Cuts. And it's always like a, a very, I mean, it's a chemistry test for, for both like, of us. It's very... Cup your head in my hands and stare lovingly no you don't do what kathy did but uh yeah i could definitely relate to to blow on your neck (laughs) yeah yeah um so uh she cuts his hair and then they have another of those like moments like they had in the episode last week with the velveteen rabbit book but this one goes further and they actually kiss Mm -hmm. no more than that but they kiss mm-hmm. uh, pretty passionately. More than once. More than once. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, they left and did it again. Yeah. Uh, and Chandler's saying we should just forget this. Um, uh, and that's where that's left. So we'll come back to that. Meanwhile, Ross is actually playing his music at the perk. Uh, and Phoebe loves it and then feels so intimidated that she doesn't want to go up and do her set. She, she doesn't, doesn't want, want to follow follow, yeah. follow him. Um, uh, Joey comes home and Chandler has, out of guilt, completely redecorated the apartment. Yep. <laughs> There's new... It must have cost thousands of dollars. It's really nice setup. He's got. Yeah, he's got a couch and a couple of uh, a recliners. area a big, rug. Yeah, area rug, a big, a new TV and sound system and uh, entertainment center. Mm-hmm. So it looks great. Uh, but it's all out of out of Chandler's uh, Chandler's guilt. Um, Joey reveals that he doesn't want to see Casey anymore. He wants to stick with Cassie, Kathy, aka Paget Brewster. Um, and and Joey and Chandler kind of tries <laughs> is trying to like talk him into Casey. Yeah. And Joey's like, I think I think you've got a crush on Casey. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, because uh, like all <laughs> all Chandler saw of Casey was the back of her head yeah. walking away. Yeah. Um. Uh, blah 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 where was i um so ross is trying to be nice and trying to cheer phoebe up um then uh chandler comes by and he tells the gang what happened the gang minus joey what happened and it's clear like he has to he has to come clean to to joey it's the right thing to do um he comes home and joey is making sambuca margaritas Mm -hmm. um I'm going to admit my ignorance. I don't really know what Sambuca is. Sambuca is like a liqueur. Okay. And I think it's like licorice It's an Italian. Like anise? Yeah. Oh, Italian. So it's like grappa? Mm, no, it's more like. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Sambuca liqueur. Ital- yeah, it's an Italian anise flavored liqueur. Yep. Uh, yeah, usually so, colorless. Okay, so it was colorless. That's what he had. That's why I was. So imagine that with like. Triple sec and yeah, 
lemon lime. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, it'd be disgusting. Um. Uh, and then Chandler. Um. Starts to come clean about how he feels about Kathy, mm-hmm. at which point Joey reveals that Kathy broke up with him. Mm-hmm. For Joey's, another guy. Well, that's Joey's yeah. suspicion is yeah. another guy. And then Chandler reveals the whole truth, which is that he's the other guy. And they kissed. And Joey has a really... He's, Joey is very big up... Very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I like that the episode... Minus the uh, kind of long tag we get to, the episode ends on kind of like a down note. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're not friends. They're roommates. And Joey's like, you know... I don't want your fancy recliner and TV and stuff. And, yeah. and, and it ends with them not being okay. It's not yeah. it's not an episode where everything gets patched up at the end of the 22 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but there is a tag at the end where um, Ross is playing and he's he's playing bad and Phoebe's like, he, he, he lost, lost it. it. But again, I feel like, I don't know if I'm just like... I think that's the joke. It, it's the same. No, this is what I'm saying. I don't think it was. I, I feel like... I think he really did lose I it. I don't know if it's just power of suggestion that I'm on Phoebe's side, but it, it did feel half-assed huh. compared to the other stuff. So Phoebe's like, he's lost it, um, and uh, he can finally uh, play, and then uh, or she can she's finally comfortable playing, and then Ross reveals that he played bad on purpose, but just that last time, not the whole time. But to the to Mo, uh, Monica and um, Rachel, yeah. they were like, "This whole thing is awful. Like he yeah. sounds so bad. We almost want to leave the perk, yeah, and go to Starbucks." But they did they say Starbucks? <laughs> they said Starbucks three blocks down. Um, Which is funny that Central Perk has a Starbucks three blocks down. It's just it like in yeah. this world, it's a yeah. funny. Um, but it fits. I mean, I don't think Monica and Rachel are people who have good taste in art. Right? Right. I mean, Monica has literal good taste in, in food, and, and Rachel, ha- Rachel, I has guess, has taste in clothes, because that's, her, that's her job. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think of either of them as, like, I don't I, think they, I, yeah, I yeah. don't think they go to museums and symphonies and stuff. No, I don't think so. I would buy that Ross does, or at least wants to. And I would buy that Ross has way better music taste than probably anyone else in the in the group. Well, yeah, I mean, it all comes back to the list episode, and that mm-hmm. his yeah. his list was full of like yeah cool alternatives. Yeah, we don't want to respect <laughs> him, but we do in a way. Yeah, um, he seems like the most basic on the surface, but deep down, he's the least basic of the group. Yeah, minus Phoebe. Phoebe's obviously the least basic, but yeah. uh, of the guys, or I guess of the rest of the group. Yeah. I guess maybe I'm starting to see a little bit of myself in Ross mm-hmm. because I feel like I. You're misunderstood. No, I, I kind of no, I'm not misunderstood. I, I do. I, when I was like younger, like in high school, I wore like bright yellow pants and chains around my waist and my neck, and I had like Liberty spikes at one point. Very briefly, it's like a lot of work to do, especially with mm-hmm. thick hair like I had at the time. Um, so I mostly just wore it like my mohawk kind of down like a like like Glenn Danzig style um but uh I feel as I've gotten older I don't 
I less and less want to be noticed in public. So I feel like I think you and I have joked before that like conservative dudes assume I'm on their side mm-hmm. because I am you, very normal you looking. You look very basic. Basic, yeah. I, and I that's by design. I don't want to stand out. So I look basic. Although, I mean, I don't look like bad basic. I don't look like when Tim and Eric are playing like office guys on their show right. or whatever. Like, I think I have a decent sense of, of, of style and I, I think I look put together, but I don't look, I'm not calling attention to myself. But if like a, like a, fratty white dude like a fratty white dude would be able to like think that you're yeah and i'm okay with that because i know that i'm not i think when i was younger it was more like self-consciousness i need people to know that i'm different from them when i was in high school i need people to know that i'm not like you people or whatever now i don't have that anymore i'm just okay with being um probably a pretty uh a a a pretty (laughs) deep-seated weirdo yeah. But coming across as normal. I think I, yeah, I think I can relate to that. Because I, I look like a basic, I think, in many ways. I, I, compared to who, though? Because I think your, um, your, your hair is cool. Mm. The hair, you, like you, yeah, you have bangs, which is kind of, which is, which is cool. It's not basic. Um, to me, at least. Like, I guess it depends on the friend group. Yeah. Like, among, I would say, compared to the people that I work with in my office, you look like a cool chick. Yeah. Right? I'm definitely, like, if I go to, like, visit your family in the Midwest or something, like, I look different. Yeah, your tattoos and, yeah. and your and your bangs. But and I think in your... Los Angeles, I'm just, like, a basic B. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. In but, my... But I think, yeah, I... I athleisure wear. That's what I try to do is look... Like, put together, but not remarkable. Turn it down. Yeah. I feel like I would... Do you think I'd be a good spy? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. No, good. no, you're too heavy-footed. <laughs> That's true. I do stomp around. You are. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, so that's the whole episode. Did you have any other um, stray observations? No, but I would like to go to the props department because I'd like to give them props for... So you who is becoming like a character trait of Chandler now at yeah. this point. Like, yeah. We can't ignore it. It's like Barney with the Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also that uh, Magna Doodle on the, on the boys' apartment door oh, did a lot of work. So it's usually used effectively. In this episode, especially effectively, um, we got one that said it said clean up the duck feathers in the hallway from Trigger, which oh, means that, that Trigger was in the apartment, went into their apartment. I yeah. doubt he gave a 24 hour notice. Yeah, because you're supposed to. <laughs> um, Wait, have we? I feel like I've talked. I feel like I've talked about Victor. My first apartment in Chicago had. I mean, the the tra- the Mr. Trigger of our that apartment mm-hmm. building was named Victor. And I remember one, he would, if something needed to be fixed, yeah, there was no 24-hour notice. I remember he My would law. just, but he would, he was such a nice guy, but he would, he would start and end, he, oh yeah, he was Greek, and he would start and end every sentence with the word okay. Okay, I'm here to fix your sink, okay? Like that, and, but he would, and he would shout. And there was one time, I think it was our sink, and, and my friend Melissa was over, you met Melissa, um, was over, and he just showed up. He's like, oh, you guys, I'm here to fix your sink, okay? And, like, came in, 
knocked stuff around, fixed our sink in like five minutes. And he's like, okay, I'll see you guys later. Okay. And then like went, and my friend Melissa was like, that was the loudest man I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I loved Victor. Um, was This is not the one with the bloody gums. <laughs> that was not a maintenance guy. That was my landlord oh, okay. in my second apartment in Chicago. So probably not like Victor, but do you remember the guy who came out to inspect our fridge? No, he was so nice. Not the like. <laughs> he loves to say my name, but he was like lecturing me the, on my taste. In yeah, he was talking about we need, we probably need to get a new fridge yeah. at some point. And he was like, you can get this side by side like you have, or you can get the one where the freezer is the drawer at the bottom. Which do you like? And Natalie was like, I like the side by side like we have. And he's like, Natalie. <laughs> Like, everything that I said was wrong. Like, yeah. He was... Ugh. Yeah. It was a good time. Um, uh, should we so want yeah. the funniest moments Wait, or do you have more... Real quick. Oh, more about the... Yes. So that was only the first part. Duel. And then after Chandler yes. crossed the line, he did a little doodle of a man and said, I love you, man. Wait, you think Chandler did that? I think Chandler did it to Joey. For Joey. Oh, I thought Joey did it after Chandler bought all the furniture. Which to me made the scene at the end all the more heartbreaking. Oh, I I took it as like Chandler's like going over and above, like doing this gesture yeah. and then writing it. All right, and, call to action. Who wrote "I Love You, Man"? I think yeah. both are great stories and add to the. But there the was scene. also like a little happy face man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who was Chandler? Yeah. I think Chandler correspond was with us. Who wrote it? I think ass. I think Joey did it because he's so happy about the furniture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only other magnitude I remember was the episode where Joey gets locked in the entertainment center and they get robbed. And the robber wrote, like, thanks for all your stuff or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, let's move on to funniest moments. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. There's two. They're both Joey uh, related. Um, when Chandler's trying to convince him to be a one woman man. You know, he's, he's he's like, you can't see Casey and Kathy. He says, pick a lane. Yeah. And Joey says, who's Elaine? <laughs> yeah, I had that too. And then he also says in that same scene, not my funniest, but consider Casey? Yeah. Kathy? Casey? I think I'm going with Kathy. Consider Casey. Like, yeah. it was like a very Seinfeldian back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched the Seinfeld last night. I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the one with the... <laughs> Uh, Elaine draws a New Yorker cartoon, but it turns out she subconsciously ripped off a Ziggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jay Peterman's like, that's a Ziggy. Um, when Chandler is talking to um, Joey and like admitting what happened and Chandler says, I think I love her. And Joey says, who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's a sad scene. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's um, very hurt. Yeah. Um, when Joey first calls to tell Chandler that he's at a phone booth, mm-hmm. calls to tell Chandler he's going to be late. And he's like, you have to cover for me. And Chandler's like, I don't know what to do. And then, like, he, he's like, wait, Joey, Joey. And it's a pause. And then Joey goes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he paused. Because he thought he ran out of money. Oh, he thought he right. ran out of time at the phone booth. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um when uh, Chandler is like revealing the entertainment system, Joey is very much delighted by it and screams a TV that that appears as if out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> always wanted one of those. Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah, yeah, that's always what like 
rich people have in movies or like villains, you know? Yeah. Um, I always think that like in Goldfinger, like Goldfinger, like reveals his plan to rob Fort Knox and he has all these like this like floor that opens up and the miniatures Mm -hmm. come out of the floor and it's like I feel like he spent more time developing how he was going to show off his plan yeah (laughs) than the plan itself do you um I know you don't like the original Overboard with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell hold on I don't know if that's I'm very torn about it you told me you didn't like it We've had conversations about this. Anyway, when he, like, when she's, like, a rich bitch on the boat and he, like, designs a closet, like a shoe rack, and does, like, the crank, it's really incredible. And it reminded me of this. Yeah. Shoes that appear as if out of nowhere. Yeah. I like, um, there are things, I'm torn about overboard. Because, obviously, the premise is very troubling. Of course it is. Um, But it's also, on pure, like, star power and chemistry, it's undeniable. And very, very and, funny. And you've also got Edward Herman as yeah. her husband. And then who? Um, oh, Traeger. We have Traeger. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> His Kurt. I was going to say that for last. But yeah, oh, like Kurt Russell's friend. Bad boy Billy Pratt. Uh, yeah. But then who's, uh, is it Roddy McDowell, who's Edward Herman's uh, butler? That's the assistant. Yeah. 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 It's a, It's got a great cast. It's so, it's so funny. I love the dream sequence that you Ugh. love. Uh, that we've yes. talked about where yeah. she's like spinning and there's confetti, but then she keeps also having to spit the confetti out. Like mm-hmm. even in her dream, the confetti like gets in her mouth and she has to spit it out. In that's, her eyes. that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, very troubling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I have more. Uh, you have more funny stuff. I don't. Yeah. Um, when Kathy is like admitting that she has feelings for um, Chandler too, and he said, "No, don't do that. I'm starting to yearn." <laughs> Which is funny. Um, also, I forget if it was Monica or Rachel who says to Phoebe, um, like, they were making fun of, like, Ross's performance, saying it sucks. Yeah. And then uh, Phoebe's like... Mean girls. Yeah. And then Phoebe felt, like, feel sad about it. And they're like, you suck too. You're awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. They're because Phoebe is like, oh, I wish I were unappreciated in my own time. Yeah. And You're like, awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, is that it? I think. For funny moments? That is it. Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. Okay. I'm going to start with um, Kathy's orange on orange look. Yeah. She's got like. The skirt? But she's on the top. She's wearing like a uh, a, a thin sweater, mm-hmm. like a thin tight sort of sweater, mm-hmm. and then she's got an orange and black skirt that has like a, a, a kind of tie dye pattern, mm-hmm. but very like rose. It's not like all over the place, you yeah. know. It's it's very designed and, and like rose of like it reminded me of the black hole sun. Um, yeah, uh, and so it's a long skirt and. Uh, 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 it's just a, a way of like it looks very like cool and also sexy, but also like it's not revealing skin wise. Like everything, is, she's got a long skirt and long sleeves, yeah. but she looks and very then, sexy. Of course, she has her um, like Steve Madden Mary Janes. Yeah, yeah. Very very nineties. Very nineties. Yeah. Um, speaking of nineties, Rachel is wearing a green cami cardigan set, which was like 
all the rage in the 90s, like to have the same color cami and cardigan yeah. over it, like a set. Yeah. I don't remember this look, but yeah, that sort of generally like uh, matchy matchy stuff was yeah. very 90s. Yeah. You know, I think about like there was a um, awful trend that I'm glad is dead in the late 90s and early 2000s. If you watch like award shows among men where they wear a tie that's the exact same color as the shirt underneath it. Right. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. And I am so glad that we... I feel like people still do it, no? It's bad. Okay. Well, I mean, sometimes people still do the thing with the tie that perfectly matches the pocket square, which I think is also very, very tacky. Um, hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, I, 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 that look is terrible. Um, I'm glad it did. It's probably not one... I'm, I'll probably be wrong. It'll come back around. Yeah. In just a few years, people will be wearing same, same color. Or it already did, and you just uh, missed it. Ties and shirts. I, I read GQ every month. Oh, okay. Or well, I, I have a stack of GQs I haven't read. Maybe yeah. there's a whole thing in there. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Anything oh. else? I, I have another for make it fashion. Um, oh, I forgot uh, a funniest. Oh, please go ahead. Go ahead. But this is like the what whole. I, not strict here. The whole point of the episode was like um, Chandler crossing the line, and. Chandler or Joey's like, the, you cross the line like so far you can't even see the line. The line is a dot to you. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny and sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Sorry, we're on to oh another um, funniest or another uh, fashion thing. I feel like I can't believe how complimentary I'm being of of Ross lately. But we've talked before about how Ross like uh, is a big old dork, but also is like very fit because mm-hmm. David Schwimmer is very fit. Yeah. So at one point he's wearing, I think while he's, I can't remember if it's while he's playing, I think it's while he's playing at the apartment, but it might be while he's playing at the perk, but he's wearing like a V-neck ribbed like uh, sweater that like is, again, like not tight, but shows off that mm-hmm. this is a guy who has like shoulder and pec muscles, clearly. Sure. Anyway, that's, that's my other, only other one. All right. Um, under the umbrella, shall we go? <laughs> Under the umbrella we go. Um, watching Baywatch. Oh, right. Um, yes. We have uh, Monica making breakfast for everyone. I have breakfast, yeah. I think she, ser- like she was serving like a parfait or something. She was like spooning layers of something. Yeah. This is at, at the very beginning, right? Yeah. When, when, when Chandler saw Kathy naked. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have, too. Well, um, should we take a quick break? Uh, yeah. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. We're back from our quick break, and we are ready to talk How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 7, Not a Father's Day. 
Natalie, take it away. Okay, so we start at McLaren's, and... Everybody take a shot. Everybody take a shot. We start at McLaren's. Um, I hated this so much, the, the cheerleader effect. Yeah. So they're, like, creeping around as usual, and um, the dudes are looking at, like, a group of girls who are, like, looking at them, and one of them says, like, oh... Check out. Well, Barney says there's no hot girls at McLaren oh, yeah. that night. And they're and like, like, what, what about are you that table of about? hot girls over there? Yeah. And then he says, like, oh, like, you separate them out. They're uh, sled dogs, which is terrible. Um, so much of the stuff on this show that is like. I, I hate I hate them. That is like. was trying to be edgy at the time. Yeah. You know, and also like the show is. I think at its best when it like recognizes that Barney sucks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But and yeah, go ahead. Um, that's cause that's not what was happening. No, here. this was like played for like hilarity. So yeah. they also refer to the bridesmaid paradox and then another one. Yeah. Cause he has like these horrible naming devices for, yeah. And when they're, Funny, they're funny, but this was just not funny, and it's not the last thing in this episode that was unfunny, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then one of, like, they look at all the, like, how horrible each of these women are, and then Marshall is one of them. One of them is played by Marshall. One of them is played by Marshall. And Marshall and Lily both think that she's cute. Yeah. Which is funny, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, Barney gets a phone call and it was very like matter of fact and every, like it was just kind of like, Hmm, okay. All right. Yeah. Great. Bye. And they all ask what was going on. And he just says very matter of fact, I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. And then we get the credits. Yeah. Right. Or the opening. What is it called? I guess I would call it opening title. Opening title. Um, so that kind of invites the storyline of babies babies are everywhere um puppies i like the um like the little parade of puppies even though we don't like animal actors yeah and also if you're going to be walking your dog down the sidewalk uh you should be on a leash absolutely for the safety of the dog as much as others yeah see Um, so many unleashed dogs in our park. And that makes, like, it makes more sense than in a park, like, yeah. on the street. But I guess I was thinking more of, like, our old neighborhood, which didn't have a park, and people would always be walking their dogs up and down the street without... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess people treated our... Cold, we, doesn't live, we lived on a cul-de-sac uh, before, which means bottom of the back. Um, it does, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, people would treat our cul-de-sac like it was a, a little dog park. Just let the dogs run around. Yeah. Go in other people's uh, yards. Anyway. Um, okay, so there's babies everywhere. Um, Marshall and Lily uh, both have a bit of baby fever. Yeah, and they, say, they got a bed. Let's do it. Um, meanwhile, Robin is still unemployed and staying at um, Marshall and Lily's house, right? Yeah, in Dosa Tripla. In Dosa Tripla. Um, Barney makes a big performance of like going to church and like praying that he's not a father. And then he gets a call and he finds out he's not a father. He rejoices and then he wants to celebrate. Um, 
the next day in the office because Barney and Marshall work in the same office. Um, he's going to create a holiday, not Father's Day. And um, he celebrates with the goofball coworkers. <laughs> Yeah. And like the boss played by the dad from Wonder Years, Dan Loria. Yeah, yeah, it's great to great to see Dan Loria. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, Lily's having second thoughts about having a baby. She wants one, but she doesn't know if they're ready. Um, Robin is making fun of like Marshall's huge head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And she's worried about because they I guess I guess they have a neighbor. Um, Jeremy's yeah. mom, Charlotte, maybe I don't remember the neighbor's I could, name. I could tell you, but Charlotte is oh yeah, Charlotte. Okay, and she's absolutely crazy. I guess Lily doesn't want to turn into that. I mean, she's stressed out as a mom. I don't think the show was doing like, uh, like women be crazy thing. Oh, I think it kind of was. Oh, I thought it was just like about being a mom is stressful. Okay, maybe. But she was, like, extreme. Um, but was she? Because we always have to remember what we're watching is Ted's memory of Lily's memory. Like, Ted wasn't mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's so true. So he's telling what Lily... So yep. it can always be a bit exaggerated. Yeah, I should always... I should take all of this with a grain of salt. Yeah, um, yeah. There are some, like, jokes about um, Ted already being a dad because he lectures and he does, like... He's a natural with dad jokes. Yeah. This part I loved. Speaking of, here's, this is maybe yeah. for uh, similarities, uh, me relating to characters. Because yeah. I am also, um, I'm a mix of Robin and Ted. I'm a mix of, I'm Robin in the sense that I have, I want nothing to do with uh, children most of the time. But also like Ted in the sense that I am a total dork who makes very corny jokes. Yeah. All, all the time. So Ted is like team have babies and Robin is like focus on Project Lily. Mm-hmm. Get what you want first and then focus on the baby. Um, and then we learn that Robin is scared of babies and we get a funny uh, like flashback to a party or, or a baby shower or a baby's birthday. I can't remember exactly where it is. Where Robin yeah. was afraid of babies and yeah. didn't know how to deal with it. Um, I, I felt very like I've the more that. We've had friends who have had children, and of course, my siblings have had a boatload of kids. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I've become more comfortable. But the thing that Robin does of like being handed a baby and like immediately handing it, it off yeah. to Ted, yeah. when like, I mean, our nephew on your side was already post baby baby by the time. When my sister had her first kid, I remember like not knowing how to like it's like. She'd be like, you want? She'd be like, do you want to hold him? And I would like hold him, and then I would, like almost be like, okay, it's, it's someone else's turn. I, yeah. I had that. I when, remember that when we yeah. first met the babies, and like there were twins, so there was two of them. So there, oh, like, those babies. No, but I feel like I was good at it by the time the twins were born. Oh, okay. Or I better. felt like you never wanted to hold. Yeah, them. maybe I wasn't. Maybe I'm uh, plussing myself up in my in my memory. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm okay with. Kids, maybe I still don't like babies. I think you don't know how to deal with babies because they can't like interact with you in the way that you want them to. Yeah, I want some conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what really puts Lily into the baby column is the baby sock left by Jeremy. I think they find the baby sock and That's it's so right. cute. It has little fishies on it. Yeah, it's a very cute sock. We should also mention at this point that Lily has been guzzling wine. Oh yeah, Lily's <laughs> drunk, and then. 
um, Robin and Ted like turn around and she's gone. Um, the bottle's gone, and Lily is drunk at Marshall's office. She has yeah. another bottle to drink, and she's acting like a fool. Yeah. And um, here's Lily, a question for you. Yeah. Because she goes to Marshall's. She waits on his desk in a teddy. Yeah. Do you think she somehow? Where do you, did, was she wearing that teddy under her clothes the that, entire time? The whole time? thing didn't make sense because <laughs> yeah. they turned around and she'd already like yeah, and she wasn't wearing have the to, teddy. Like grab your purse, like <laughs> uh, grab a coat, like bring a you know, like yeah. there would have to be some preparation for that. So she decides like, okay, we have to make a baby now. But she is so drunk, she's acting like a baby. She's crying. She's spitting up. She's drinking from a bottle. Yeah, I think. This was supposed to be funnier than I thought it was. Yeah, it wasn't funny. I thought it was gross. Um, Marshall, meanwhile, is like having a merger meeting with the the Chinese uh, company. Yeah. And um, he's trying to manage it. Meanwhile, she's in the background, like acting a fool mm -hmm. and um, like flashing everyone and like rolling around in the office chair and like guzzling. And it's funny that the the guy on the conference call or the video call with them is like, who's the drunk chick? Yeah, the he's background? the because like Marshall keeps like trying to distract all the people in yeah. the conference room from yeah. being able and he does it, but doesn't realize the guy who's video conferencing <laughs> could see the can entire see the thing. Whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, this whole thing bothered me because like Marshall said, like, this is a big deal. Like I need <clears> to be this is like an important meeting. And she's like sabotaging it with like, I don't know. I didn't think it was funny. It yeah. bothered me. And we've talked about both shows doing, yeah, that bothered me. We've talked about both shows doing something that's usually successful of doing the like, everyone's behaving this way, but it's really about this. You know what I'm saying? Like um, when the example I always go to is when Phoebe talked about Monica's hair, like she was a doctor and the hair was a patient, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like both shows do that all the time and it's generally pretty funny but i think this thing of drunk lily is a stand-in for a baby um is a bit it's too it's too far a reach yeah. and it becomes unfunny like there's difference between not funny and unfunny at a certain point lily acting like a baby became unfunny yeah i agree yeah um so marshall and lily have like a good phone call after that about both being um a little bit hesitant to have kids and not wanting to admit it to the other person and there was a cute moment um where marshall was agreeing with her and i think she said like are you shaking your head yes and he said yes so they have like this cute yeah way of well, communicating uh, i'll talk about it more when we get to funniest moments oh, okay okay <laughs> um let's see uh, okay um it turns out Robin. So I'm probably I'm probably jumping around after the merger meeting. Um, Robin has the sock and she's kind of like adoring it in yeah. a way. Like maybe she has and the baby fever is catching. Yeah. Um, and then Ted invites Robin to move in with him. Yeah. Uh, because she's still unemployed. Um, and then oh, at Marshall's office. Um, 
they tried to bring back a joke that was never funny about the cheerleader effect, but like for bros in the office. No, this is at McLaren's. Oh, okay. Because so this is still his like. Barney has recruited a bunch of men. Yeah, a bunch of. It's incels, basically like a, a no ma'am. <laughs> yeah. You know, like married yeah. children did it better. Yeah, yeah, but it is. There are a bunch of. They would be incels. Totally. Yeah. Uh, if this were uh, just a few years later. Yeah. Um. And they're all goblins, and one of them is Marshall. Yeah, again. again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're both not ready to have kids. Um, you know, Robin clearly has some like unresolved issues with her father, and so does Barney, because Barney's doing a um, like a karaoke, <laughs> cats in the cradle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so he has some father. Issues. Well, he doesn't know who his father is, as right. we know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the end of it. Okay. Yeah, we hit everything I wanted to talk about, so I have nothing else. Okay. Should we go to funniest? Yeah. Okay. Go Mine ahead. was um, Robin at the baby's party. I don't want to get bitten. <laughs> <laughs> she thought the baby was going to bite her. Yeah. Uh, I'll finish up the thing you were talking about when they're on the phone and... and, and uh, uh, Marshall's in his office and Lily says, do you want to do something? And he like shakes his head. No. And she goes, are you shaking your head? No. <laughs> and then he nods his head. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was cute. Do you have um, more? I have two more. Well, at one point, and I don't remember to what she, Robin says, get your head out of your ass, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I don't something know about it, babies, I'm sure. I don't but I like that. when like Robin bullies yeah. Marshall. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, this is such a corny, obvious joke, but it really made me laugh. Before, when Lily is talking to Ted and Robin at first about their discussion about having a baby, she's still referring to like them having dinner together. She doesn't want to reveal they're talking about having a right. baby. So she's talking about having dinner. Right. As if it's about, are we ready to have dinner? Right. And then she finally breaks down and says, dinner is a baby. And Robin says, Lily, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> very stupid. That was very stupid, but very funny. Yeah. Uh, I have one more. Um, Do you? No, there was that like breakfast in China being a euphemism for sex. That was like supposed to be funny, kind of but labor. really didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked the, we get multiple examples. The main example we get of Ted, uh, Ted's dad joke is when they go to dinner and the waitress says, hi, I'm, you know, whatever, Inga or whatever, and I'll mm-hmm. be your waitress mm-hmm. this evening. And he says, I'm Ted, I'll be your customer this right. evening. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I am such a, uh, uh, such a dad in those. In restaurants. Uh, uh, I love. Just all those situations. You like. I do them too. Like when um, I get the check, I like under my breath saying, "What? I break something?" Yeah, yeah. Or I like the uh, if they come to take our plates and my plate is empty, I'll go. I, I hate clearly. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did I do? Like um, the one that you were like embarrassed by. We were at a casino and I was at the cashier, and like the woman like counted out the money, and I had lost money at the tables. Mm-hmm. And she counted out the money, and and I was like, "Are you sure? I could have sworn I had more when I came in here." (laughs) (laughs) Because you know she had to like politely chuckle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, props to the props department. Are you done with the funniest? Uh, yeah, but I have no fashion <laughs> this uh, episode. Oh, Robin had a cute Argyle vest. So is this the second week in a row with Robin and Argyle? Or maybe they would, it skipped a week. It was but. a different kind of print, but it was like a vest. But Robin and Argyle yeah. is a she's, winning combo. She's doing better. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, so, yeah, the beer and the ice cream... Robin, Robin pours like Robin's like unemployed like, and like miserable, and she pours beer in like the ice cream gallon. Yeah, she's got a gallon of ice cream, and then instead of a spoon, she just has an ice cream scooper. Yeah. That's her spoon, and then she dumps a beer into the. And ice she cream. wants to like she like Devo or Tivoed the View or something, yeah, and like right. Marshall and Lily are trying to like get it on, get it on. Yeah. Um. Also, props like I hated Barney's like not a dad merch. But they made all that merch. They made, like, mugs yeah. and T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of more, like, fashion stuff. I didn't even think to write anything down. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Um, should we I don't go? know. There's a lot of... I always like on this show... This is something I should have, like, called out at the beginning. It could be, like, a little game. But I feel like we see characters in their PJs more on How I Met Your Mother than we do Friends. Um... And so I feel like that scene you're talking about of Robin, like, plopping down on the couch, like, you know, she's, like, in, like, you know, pajama pants and a t-shirt or whatever. I feel like we should, like, have started from the beginning, like, noticing every time. The way that I always point out the World Trade Center on Friends, yeah. I should be on, like, pajama watch. Maybe from now on, I'm going to call out characters in, the, in their pajamas on How I Met Your Mother. Okay, let's call it something, like though. Uh, call to action. What should we? What should Which we call we name it? the PJ section? Yeah, the PJ call out section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see the PJs. Everyone remembers that that TV show, right? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, should we go under the umbrella? Uh, yeah. I mean, none of it's good. None of it's good. Um, well, no, there's okay. Yeah, <laughs> we both had the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, um. So Robin shooting beer cans from the roof and having a gun in her bag. She's yeah. She's a gun nut. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, just Barney having dumb laws and rules and names for everything mm-hmm. is is an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, Barney does a high five. Um, and then the most like fat phobic remark comes from Marshall of all people. Which I wrote down fat phobia, but I couldn't because we're again we're doing we watched these two days ago, so I already forgotten. Like he references like being sad like a chubby girl on Valentine's yes. Day, which was like disgusting. Yeah, awful. Not funny. Yeah. Marshall should know better. He should. Yeah. What else do you got? And that's like also the premise of that is just like, you just say a single girl like some single girls. Right. Are. It's like. Like a toxic assumption that like someone who is chubby would not would find be more love likely to be yeah alone yeah that's, and sad that's terrible yeah. Marshall get your head out of your ass <laughs> exactly um, and then uh, yeah I mean you uh, you already referenced this but Barney's dad making you know uh, the show referencing Barney's dad we're not just reminding us they're not going to drop that thread we're mm-hmm. we're going to uh, continue to seek answers to the question of who is Barney's dad mm-hmm. uh, and who is, uh, I already forgot Wayne Brady's name. What's uh, Barney's brother's name? Oh, I've forgotten. Shoot, I forgot. Yeah, I could look it up, but I just call him Wayne Brady the way I call Kathy Paget Brewster half the time. Yeah. Um, is that it? 
yeah. Okay, what similarities do you have? I got a couple. So I have, um, like, uh, gestures of apology. So um, Lily makes Marshall, like, a big pancake breakfast the next day after being drunk and feeling yeah. bad for it. Yeah. And Chandler buys Joey, like, a whole... That's true. Yeah, that's true. ...furniture set. So yeah. grand gestures of apology. Yeah. Uh, I had... Um, different points in both stories uh chandler goes to the rest of the gang to see what he should do about kathy in the same way that robin goes to or lily goes to ted and robin mm. to see what she should do about having a baby so seeking advice from the friend group yeah and yeah, yeah um eliciting advice and then getting good advice yeah i think yeah from friends uh and then so those are our big like story ones the little like coincidence ones i like too um Ross and Phoebe both perform at the perk. Barney oh, performs yeah. in front of a crowd at karaoke doing right. doing uh, Cats in the Cradle. You're right. Yeah. Um, all right, should we move on to... Well, let's move on to playing favorites. We haven't exactly been coy <laughs> this yeah. episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's go. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. Uh, yeah, we, I don't need to belabor why this How I Met Your Mother... Uh, was a week. Was, yeah, but was, yeah, bad stuff. Um... But uh, the the Friends episode, on the other hand, had, like, um, believable, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Dynamics? Pathos? 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 Okay. But also was a very funny episode at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And that's when the shows are, that's when both these shows are at their best to me. When I'm, like, invested in these characters and I want them to, uh, I want to experience their, their search to, fulfill their goals and everything but also i want to laugh a lot yeah. at, the, at the same time yeah um by the way i've been watching um the dick van dyke show the first season of the dick van dyke show mm -hmm. which i like i remember watching on like tv land mm -hmm. at my grandma's house when i was a kid yeah. here and there but like sitting down and watching it um it's these i, I hate to sound like an old man but like sitcom writing so good back then yeah just the the amount of jokes the cleverness of the jokes this the uh, the 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 way they're uh set up and, and delivered it's just like a the show is just like a joke machine and like i feel like friends i feel like both these shows are like that when they're at the best how i met your mother does it in a more postmodern way like mm -hmm. it's it's more self-aware friends can be more classical i think a lot of the times mm -hmm. or, or at least it feels like that with the, the, with the distance and, yeah. yeah and then the setup of the jokes and, and stuff like that but god the dick van dyke show it's so great and i'm only in the first season i've got four more seasons to watch uh, uh after this and those are 30 episodes a piece well, i love still love mary tyler moore show yeah mary tyler moore show. i know you're a big lucy person which i need to come around i need to watch more lucy i wasn't a huge Lucy person. I have my problems with it, but yeah. Yeah. I grew up with it. Um, you know what I'm a big fan of sitcom-wise is MASH. I'm a big MASH guy. Does that make never, me an old man? Yeah. Yeah. But we knew that already. Yeah. I've never I've never watched MASH. Uh, I mean, it's kind of two different shows. Yeah. Uh, depending on when you watch. It, you know, it starts out being like a broad comic show, and then it becomes a very pointed and some would say uh preachy and masturbatory anti-vietnam show mm -hmm. <laughs> you know as it mm -hmm. as it goes on yeah um 
but uh yeah i i really liked it um cheers does that too you started watching cheers but cheers like is two different shows like the it's not just that like Shelley Long left and R.I.P. Kirstie Alley, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kirstie Alley came on. The show, like, <clears throat> became a different show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both good when they're at their best. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Call to Action. What, what are some great, like, classic sitcoms yeah. we should we should talk about and watch? What are watch? some of your faves? Uh, yeah, I want to know. And how do they compare to the garbage we're watching? <laughs> hey, these are good shows. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. So... That's way too much. I, I took playing favorites and turned it into me just recommending uh, fucking Dick Van Dyke show. But I also, uh, today, the day of this recording and the day this episode is going up, is Dick Van Dyke's 97th birthday. Wow. So good for him. Didn't we learn that like a friend of a friend is like a relative of Dick Van Dyke and goes to dinner with him? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's so far removed. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like a friend of a friend's like ex-wife or something like that. It's like me but, and Carrie Elwes. <laughs> yeah, you and Carrie Elwes or me and Michael McDonald. Yeah. Um uh not Michael McDonald from Mad TV, obviously. Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. Um anyway, uh yeah, but we did hear a bunch of like third or fourth hand stories that just confirmed that Dick Van Dyke is just like a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, let's catch up on our correspondence. We okay. have very little this week. Um, it's basically just just Jackson. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, uh, Always happy to hear from Jackson. He said um, that he still loves the one where I met your mother with his whole heart, but he's just longing for us to get back to mystery diners. <laughs> you and me both, Jackson. <laughs> he says, I can't get anyone in my real life to watch it. You and me I, both. We, yeah, we know the struggle. But we're so proud that we've... We've converted you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and he said, this is kind of uh, talking about the future. This isn't a spoiler or anything, but he's talking about the uh, uh, a future How I Met Your Mother episode in which uh, Marshall uses uh, Bill Cosby as, as an example of a great, great father. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, sometimes that, you don't know how these things are going to. Yeah. Uh, uh, turn out that's true but um but he also jackson also mentioned mentions that back in the day he went to see bill cosby live twice so he's not wow. throwing uh throwing anyone to the bus there yeah. i think that was it um yeah no reviews i haven't checked the reviews no i'll reviews. check those i'll check those later um but yeah most of my we did a, I think we talked about it last week, did a five-hour episode of, of Battleship Retention about the films of Jean-Luc Godard, so most of my mentions on Twitter have been about that. Oh, right. Okay. Um, all right. I think that's it for catching up with our correspondence. Let's move on to my favorite segment of the show to introduce. It's a segment called, How Were We Doing? Mm-hmm. This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. So the day that season four, episode seven, of Friends, again, the one where Chandler crosses the line, uh, aired, was uh, Thursday, November 13th, 1997. Okay. Um, This was the day that uh, the um, Lion King musical opened. Oh, wow. I've still never seen it. Same. I don't... uh, We don't go to enough plays, you and I, you know? Yeah, we should. And if we go back... (laughs) <laughs> We've been talking about going back to New York maybe sometime in 2023 if we can yeah. make it work. We've got a lot of stuff to schedule out. But I think we should go see a play or two. 
Yeah. You know? Because yeah. um, our friend, our friend Scott, we, uh, that uh, guest hosts Battleship Retention with me in Tyler's absence right now. Speaking of which, my co-host Tyler is still in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, you can find out what's going on at caringbridge.org slash visit slash Tyler and Jennifer Smith. Again, that's caringbridge.org slash visit slash Tyler and Jennifer Smith. Yeah. Get updates. Uh, they're not all positive. So um, also, if you can... Click on the GoFundMe and help. Some, it. They yeah. definitely need it. Need um, these these medical bills are not going to stop anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, so that's that. I was, but I was saying that our friend uh, Scott for work goes to New York multiple times a year, and he uses that as an excuse to catch up on Broadway plays. And it's yeah. made me like really jealous yeah. lately. Yeah, that's I want to want to go to some some plays. Uh, okay, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Okay. Uh, at number five. Yeah, there's no change. Sorry. At number five, Boys to Men's Four Seasons of Loneliness. Famous song. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Uh, number four, Leanne Rhymes. How do I live you? Uh, number three, Usher's You Make Me Wanna. Uh, number two, Elton John's Something About the Way You Look Tonight. And at number one, Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997. Now, season four, episode seven of How I Met Your Mother, which again is called Not a Father's Day, aired on Monday, November 10th. 2008. We are mere weeks away from you and I meeting. Ooh. We met, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, but it was Thanksgiving weekend. It was either Friday or Saturday. I can't remember if it was the day after Thanksgiving or two days after Thanksgiving was the day we met. And it was a birthday party? No, I think it was um, so-and-so's graduation party, which was weird that it was November, but she was on like a weird track, I guess. Hmm. Okay, yes, yes. Where yes. she had a, it was a graduation party yeah um anyway uh so let's see on that day that was the day, okay so that was the day so the the 2008 the the hawaii quarter remember how yeah. remember the state quarters yeah. the hawaii quarter was launched on that day okay. which was the final <coughs> state quarter excuse me that thing that had started while i was in high school wow yeah. ended in november of 2008 wherever he State had its own quarter. Yeah. Um, I already don't remember what was on the Missouri quarter. I think it had like... The arch? Maybe? I'm sure it had the arch yeah. and maybe like... I feel like maybe like there was a reference to Huck Finn or something. Okay. Yeah, like maybe a boat or like... Like a, a, like a raft paddling. Like, like a river? Like, yeah, maybe a river boat. Yeah. But that seems so St. Louis centric. I bet the Kansas Cityans were pissed. Yeah. What do they have to show for themselves? There's <laughs> a lot of cool people from Kansas City. They have... Um, a more famous style of barbecue. I feel like I often see at grocery stores and on on menus like St. Louis style ribs. And I got to tell you, like coming from St. Louis, I don't know what that means. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When we barbecued, the thing that was that was uniquely St. Louis about barbecues that I remember was pork steaks, which is not something I see regularly. But it's a steak type cut of pork. Um, but that's not what St. Louis style seems to mean. Hmm. Call to action. What the hell are St. Louis style ribs? Don't feel like looking it up. Um, so, yeah, that's the main thing that doesn't suck. There's always a lot of bad news. That's the main thing um, that happened on that day. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. on November 10th, 2008. Um Number five, Beyonce's If I Were a Boy. Number four, Katy Perry's Hot and Cold. 
Don't mm. remember it? Mm-mm. Never been a big Katy Perry fan. Especially, outside of Fireworks. Especially now. Oh, right, because she's a Rick Caruso person. Yeah. Um, uh, at number three, Pink's So What? And still at number two and one, number two, T.I., whatever whatever you like. And number one, T.I., Live Your Life. Okay. So that's what was happening. Let's move on to, I guess, our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted, which is where we try and predict what's going to happen next week on both episodes of the shows, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. First, we have to see how we did last week. Okay. Um, well, we went, we're still tied, but instead of being tied 0 0, we are now going to be tied. One, one one. I said Chandler pulls a Barney and breaks the bro code. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's what happened. Yep. You said Barney gets quite a fright at the idea of his seed having found purchase. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. So uh, Well done, us. Yeah, we killed it on that one. Um, I mean, I will say I'm more impressed by you getting it right. Because I feel like mine... You just had to follow the logic with the title, you right, know. Right, I think right, you right. did a much better job of, of of guessing, of guesswork. Yeah. Um, glad you agree. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> Next week, season four, episode eight of Friends is called "The One with the One with Chandler in a Box." Okay. Okay. I'm not sure how Chandler gets into a box. Okay. It, okay. I've got two options. And I think I'm leaning towards the second one now that I think about them for a second. My first thought was Chandler as a performative, like, mea culpa mm. locks himself in a box. Right? Mm-hmm. But now, that was my first thought, but now what I'm thinking is that Chandler finds himself in a box and Joey's the only person who can let him out. Kind of like when Joey was in the uh, entertainment center, right? Or also when Chandler was uh, strapped to Joanna's. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But I think this is going to be a case where Chandler somehow like gets stuck and Joey's like, well, 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 and like makes him sweat it out. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, can you vamp for a second? Uh, I don't have my fearless flyer. Oh no! Artichoke parts. Wait, did I move it? Yeah. Everything but the bagel seasoning. <laughs> it was with my medical bills. Brussels sprouts. Four cheese scalloped potatoes. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, Chandler gets himself into another fine mess when (laughs) he finds himself trapped. Should I say trapped or stuck? I'm gonna I'm gonna say stuck. Okay. Stuck in a box. I guess it wouldn't make any difference. Uh, anyway, st- box and Joey holds the key. Makes him sweat it out as punishment. 
for I'm gonna again again say breaking breaking the bro code. Oh, sorry, Dara. Okay. Okay. So that's my guess. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Okay. Um can you vamp again for a second? Oh, sorry. sure. Sugar plum sparkling beverage. Sugar plum. Candy cane green tea. Do you remember on um on Lost? <laughs> uh, there's a very like funny scene where there's a very tense thing where like Jack is like doing some medical procedure and he's like Charlie I need you to count off 15 seconds and Charlie's like one sugar plum fairy two sugar yeah. plum fairy yeah. <laughs> okay I need <clears throat> my voice has been cracking lately so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this the name of this episode right Okay. season 4 episode 8 of How I Met Your Mother is called woo Okay. W-O-O-O-O exclamation point. Okay. I know this is a famous episode. Yeah. Right? Because we are introduced to the concept of woo girls. Mm-hmm. And I just know that through cultural osmosis. But I need to know more than that. You need to guess more than that. I'm not going to yeah. tell you anything else. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... Um, I'm sure that this is like a like a Barney naming concept of category categorizing women in bars. Um I'm going to say one of them um fancies a lady and then discovers that she's a woo girl. Okay. And that minimizes her uh I don't know. Desirability? Value to them. Yeah. Um, okay, so your guess is... Do I have to say which one? Yeah, we've established that you do. Um, okay, Ted. Okay, that makes the most, most sense. Because, yeah. He's on the on the hunt. Yeah, on the prowl. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Ted has his eyes set on a new female quarry <laughs> but the reveal that she is a woo girl gives him the ick okay all right so those are our guesses for next week. Um, what else? You can find this podcast wherever you found it. You're listening to it. Congratulations. Well done. Um, you can also find a post for every episode at BattleshipPretension.com. That's the website for my other podcast, uh, Battleship Pretension, where I talk about movies and I post movie reviews at the website. Sometimes when work, my life allows me to. My work won't let me uh, <laughs> these days. Yeah. But um, uh that's a battleship pretension. You can also email me, David at battleshippretension.com, or follow me on Twitter at Davy Pretension. That seems to be the preferred way of 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 uh, corresponding with us um, for a lot of people. We would also love it if you emailed us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Yes. And by the way, if you ever send us anything and we haven't talked about it, uh, remind us because it's very possible I get like confused with all the different ways that people reach out. I might have just missed something. Yeah. So uh, remind us if there's a 
an, an email or a tweet or, or what, what have you. Um, and what that would I the, the calls to add? Let us know your favorite we can uh, write these down. classic sitcoms. Yeah. If you know anything about St. Louis barbecue. Yeah, what is St. Louis style? Um, if there you, was one right up front. Uh, I can't remember what it was I think now. it was sitcoms. No, I'm saying like right before we even started talking, didn't we have one about like... Oh, heating and <laughs> heating and AC? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is Natalie's plan to uh, present the, gas, the bill. gas bill as Exhibit A uh, viable? Yeah. Um, Alright, um, now, uh, now remind the listeners where they can find you online. Well, they can't. But what they can do is um, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers if you like this episode. If you don't like this episode, um, let us know in any way possible. We love to interact and talk to you. Um, oh, we do have a new review. <gasps> let's hear it. Um... Okay, I'll wait till the end to um, reveal the person's username. Five stars. I really love this podcast. Was a huge Friends fan growing up, so I appreciate these episode breakdowns. Love the show segments talking about costumes, hair, set design, outdated dialogue. It's pure comfort. David and Natalie, two very insightful hosts that hold a mirror to half-hour entertainment, showcasing the good and the bad. Also, I really appreciate this show's quirks, i.e. Natalie vamping slash reading from the Fearless Flyer to fill airspace. This show is charming as heck. Subscriber for life. And that's from... Uh, iTunes user KH number seven. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Care. That's our friend. <laughs> thanks, Care. We love you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. All right. Until next time, see you at the Starbucks Three Blocks. <laughs> <laughs>